From FS Ranch Studios in Minneapolis, it's the platform for pontification with your hosts, St. Eve and J-E-double-F. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to episode episode number, number two, two, season number one. Good Man, to be back. Good to be back. Is it, is it good to be here today, Jeff? It's great to be. I mean, what, two weeks since we last talked? It's been a couple of weeks. We got a great show. The show is picking up steam. It is. Uh, we, it, so many things have happened in the last couple of weeks. So many good things are going on. We got a, we got a great show today. Yeah, you know, I we joked about sponsorships, you know, since on our first episode. We joked about them, but hey, I got some great news. We actually have secured our first sponsor. First sponsor. First for sponsor. The and platform for pontification. Can you what is it? it? It's Auberman Accounting Firm. The Auberman Accounting Firm. I've heard of them. Private firm yep. uh, out of, I believe, Apple Valley. The Apple Valley, southern region of the exactly. Twin Cities. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not big dollars by any means, but certainly it's going to put a little cash in our pockets every week. And what uh, what kind of things are they looking for from well, a sponsorship standpoint? Part of the sponsorship is that she is requiring or asking that uh, we give her five minutes of un- unedited um, time on our show. Sure. Uh, and uh, so we can't edit this later. Is correct. What you're saying. Yeah, it's a segment she wants to do. I'm not sure how often, but maybe we're we can. Yeah, yeah, we can invite her on sometime to yeah. to speak to her. what the what? segment. It's it, it, she wants to call it between the dams, capturing the elusive beaver. Really? Yeah. Now, now, now what, that's what does that have to do with accounting? That's what I ask, but I have no clue. Well, I can't wait to have her on. Maybe and get some live uh, live feedback on exactly what she's looking for here. The elusive what? beaver. I mean, a crazy animal. Crazy animal. As you know, this past summer we had a. An we had a beaver, beaver. intrusion yes. that we actually had to manage. We did at one time. We did, and so uh, you never know what those beavers they're 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 vicious. They're vicious. Uh, they can they can certainly wipe you out. Yeah, and they come when they want to and go when they want to. It's they, one of those things. They're mind of their own, per se. Per se. Anyway, so we're excited to have uh, Auberman Accounting on board, and looking forward to that first paycheck. Uh, again, you can. Do send we it. invoice them, or how does that work? We will invoice them. Okay, absolutely. Obviously. Yeah. So what have you been up to, man? It's been it's been a busy two weeks. It's been good. The weather's turned on us. Yeah, got cold out. Um, snow. My boat got snowed on, Jeff. Yeah, got got a little snow on the boat. Uh, we put it away last weekend. Put it into storage. Uh, I got it winterized and that did that whole bit. But boy, I tell you, it's a sad day pulling it down and, and backing it into the storage shed for the winter, especially when there's two inches of snow sitting on it. Yeah, I know. They did say just recently that we've had the most snowfall in October that we ever had, ever had in the on Twin record. Cities. And I think back, and you're probably too young, but I, 1991. You know, if there's anything's Minnesotan state, yeah, it's talking about the Halloween storm of yeah, 91. 91, exactly. But yeah, I remember that. That was um, interesting. Though most of that happened in November. Yeah, the 20 inches exactly. happened in November, which right. is what kept us uh, so strong in an October snow here. Yeah, crazy. And you also, uh, I think, told me that you're you've got some type of certification now or some. That, I've picked up a new skill. A new in skill. The past couple What's weeks. What's the skills? Um, I've never heard of Shosugiban. 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 Sounds like something you would eat. Uh, might be a restaurant that Marcus visits. <laughs> but it's actually, um, it is an ancient Japanese wood burning and staining form. Okay. So I have gotten into some furniture making in the Shosugiban discipline. All right. And it's actually really cool. It's uh, it's a matter of, of charring uh, wood right down to the char and then and then brushing some of it back and staining it and putting a top coat on it. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Using like a propane. I bring out a torch and sit in the garage with the door shut because it's so cold out. And uh, I burn the heck out of it and scrape it away and see what I can do with it. That's awesome. So I I would expect a Christmas gift? 
you can expect a lot of things. <laughs> That's what I'm not. And I wish away. you luck. Exactly. Yeah. I guess a lump of coal for Christmas actually is right on par, so it's actually not far off from where uh, where exactly. you would be normally. Yeah, really true. What about you? What uh, What have the two weeks been doing for you, Jeff? Ah, uh, boy, you know, just continuing to uh, deal with this furlough situation here at work, and uh, I actually uh, have spent, as I had told you before. Um, some time doing things that I normally wouldn't do. And uh, last week I had an opportunity to to explore southeastern Minnesota or Wisconsin. I went to La Crosse. La Crosse, Wisconsin? La, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Yeah. I spent three days down there by myself uh, on an uninterrupted on uh, chance to get, you know, become one with nature. Spent a lot of time. As you do. As I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I've always passed through La Crosse but never got to spend time it's beautiful in there. down there. The bluffs, the it river. Was, it was gorgeous. I mean, uh, the bluffs exactly. So much to do with hiking and biking and golfing and um, r- cool river town. I mean, also as, an old uh, brewery town. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you, did you frequent any of the local establishments? You know, I didn't. There? They're they're still pretty much shut down. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were. Um, you know, Oktoberfest, which would have been right around this time, oh, is man, huge in lacrosse. Oh man, that's huge down there. Yeah, uh, I did see the grounds down there, and it looks like a fairground, you know, type mm-hmm. thing, but pretty quiet. But I was really uh, impressed by the boating community that's yeah, down there. Yeah, that's and, a cool area. Yeah, lots of stuff going on in lacrosse, and. Anxious to uh, spend some time there during the summer and, and see what that's all about. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, that's really, really, really been about it. Um, there's been a, there's been a little bit of Twitter news that leaked out concerning our careers here in the last couple of weeks. Is that right? Um, big you, news that the NBA may be returning to action. Yeah, you know, I saw that. What ESPN or somebody that earlier this week broke the news that. Player, the Board of Governors. The Board of Governors is, is throwing around an idea of December 22nd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's coming quick. Yeah, if that happens, we got a lot of work to do. No, most definitely. Um, and I know, you know, we all are. We're working, you know, it's a lot of hypothesizing right now We're and theorizing. Coming up right, with different ideas that may exactly. or may not uh, ever come to fruition. Yeah, exactly. But um, we'll see what happens. I think the next couple of weeks will be really telling, both from uh, the team standpoint and, uh, um, and the buildings. And, the and buildings. we might um, we might be back working more right. soon which would be okay too yeah absolutely i think my book we all need it um yeah. the other thing that happened in the last couple of weeks huh? uh target center kind of went through a milestone here we did we did ah what would that be 30 years a 30 year birthday 30 year birthday for wow. the old target center yeah. uh how long have you been with target center seven years seven yeah a little yeah. over seven seven and a half years now i think i've been here memorable moment in this time uh, as anybody, I think, that has worked in the time frame I've been here, we go to the Garth shows. Okay. You know, um, 11 Garth shows over seven days or whatever it was. I think that's what it was. Now you don't even remember. Yeah. And it was 11 shows. It was it was huge. It was awesome. The most memorable arena event I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yourself? How uh, long have you been around? Well, You've been here for- 11 years now. I think it's come up in 11 years. Yeah. You know, some couple of years away from the building. Yeah, yeah here and there. Here and, and there. Always a part of it. and. Uh, you know, I guess my favorite memories of Target Center, um, I've got a passion for the game of hockey, as you know, and yeah. so working alongside the operations department and, and Dr. Reller, uh, uh, putting those events on are, are pretty ice memorable. Master. Yeah, the Ice Master. Mm-hmm. Um, putting those events on have always been kind of my favorites. Um, Paul McCartney, that comes to mind. Yep. <clears throat> Had an opportunity to see that with my mom. Oh, cool. Uh, great entertainer. Great entertainer and was, uh, super excited about that. But yeah. Um, yeah. And keeping with that, you know, I, it's time. It, we are probably the most exciting news ever today. It is. And I don't know that we'll ever be able to top it. I'm a little worried that we uh, we shot our shot, if it will, with our yeah. first ever guest on the platform for pontification. You're right. And we went for a big one, and we got him. We did. 
Let's see. I mean, let's hope, right? Let's hope. Let's yeah. hope he answers. Exactly. This is big. Big, big news. Guys. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen. What's happening? We want to introduce to you, for the first time ever, the vice president of fan experience for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Jeff Munichie. Jeff? Oh, what, what an honor to be, on, to be on this new podcast. I mean, man, the, the, I, I feel... I, I feel tingly right now. I think I think I think there's one episode out, and I'm episode number two already. Wow. We uh we shot right for the stars, and we are so happy to land you. On our as our very first guest, we got the top. It doesn't get any better than this. No. I was gonna say the opposite. It's got to be a slow week down our target. <laughs> <laughs> that it is. We were just talking about the 30th anniversary of Target Center, and we thought there's nobody better to have on than Jeff Munichie. And uh, just to get some feedback from you, you know, talk a little bit about maybe some of the, you know, your favorite events, things like that, and, and to share with everybody out here in Target Center land uh, some, some of your history. Mune, how, how long have you worked for the Wolves? It's crazy. I, I was just doing a class with the University of Minnesota sports intro class this morning and kind of going through that whole process of how I got started there. And so I'm, I'm nearing 34 years. Oh my goodness. Um, so it's crazy. So yeah, June 20, 1988 uh, is our first day of existence for the for the franchise. We had uh, 35 people on the team side, and then uh, the staff that was added right after that was the building side. Because for for everybody that doesn't remember, way back then we played the Metrodome our first year while Target Center was getting built, and so Marvin Harv, our first owners, actually uh, everything was under the same umbrella. So. Uh, the staff for Target Center and the staff for the Timberwolves and eventually the Lynx all were under the same umbrella. So it was really fun. We had, we had great days getting up and going, but you think back then, didn't have computers, didn't have cell phones, nothing done without technology. How'd you waste that. all your time? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, it, it's crazy. You actually had to go talk to people, and you actually, uh, you you didn't have voicemail. You'd have a secretary, I'm doing quotations right now, that would, would give you uh, pink slips of paper when you came back from meetings and say, here's your phone calls. We were just talking about that. Hey, do you remember the inner office envelope? Oh, yeah, You know, the, sure. the manila ones? Manila where, you, where you write your name and then cross it out and, yeah. and send it on to somebody else? Yeah. Those are the yeah, days. Yeah, and you put the string around that little, yeah. that little uh, knob. Exactly. And, and, or, or, and you guys remember this, too. In fact, I don't think it's being utilized in Target Center anymore, but tube from the admin office. The ticket tube. Send, uh, yeah, the ticket tube. Uh, rather than uh, just send everything electronically like we do today through your phone, you'd send tickets down to this tube that somehow went from our main admin. How it got all the way down the box out right? I'm still not sure, but it was, it was quite a it's, sight. It was just like what the banks have, right? That, that one of those little vacuum tube yeah. things? Yeah. That's crazy. Exactly. Is that is, is that still operational? Have you seen anybody it, use that? It is, n- it is not operational, but there is still, I think, one of the ends in the building. I, I mean, it, it's crazy if you think about it, isn't it, though? I mean, it wasn't that long ago where... We didn't have computers and didn't have phones right. and just, all the modern technology that gets our job done today. Well, and compare that, especially with these days, Mune, where, you know, Jeff and I have had meetings with you frequently over the last few months that are completely Zoom computer-based meetings. You know, we haven't hardly seen you in person at all. I know. I know. It, it, it's crazy. And I think, I think, I mean, there's not many silver linings to COVID, but perhaps maybe one of the things has become some efficiencies in people's day where you realize that, okay, maybe we can get a couple things done. You don't necessarily have to be face-to-face, although we all like getting together and, and being face-to-face in certain things. And sometimes it's kind of fun to whiteboard stuff out and come up with our new ideas. But 
um, it, it's, it's showing that there, there, there is some ways you can get your workday done uh, through technology too. Yeah. What are you, uh, how are you occupying your free time? I mean, the summer and things like that, what have you done? Yeah, great question. You know, I think a lot, uh, like like a lot of folks, and you know, obviously, two of you and myself, and some of our other staff members, Greg Vanderwilt, and some some of your crew, we've been involved in a lot of planning, just kind of waiting for the word that we're going to return. And you know, I think over the last couple of days, we we were a little bit surprised that the return looks like it could be coming earlier than we thought. So now we're a little bit in scramble mode. But until then, it's a lot of preparation and planning for. When the fans come back, uh, how do we onboard staff? How do we hire staff? How do we train staff? Uh, how do the entrances look? How do the exits look? What's the food story? All the things that uh, our group centers a lot of their tasks and energy on on a day-to-day basis is just thinking, how does this look now with COVID? So I think it's been a lot of planning, a lot of Zoom chats with other teams, other venues, other properties, just to find out what are those best practices that really make it work. And so a lot of that, um, trying to just stay engaged with your seat members, your fans, um, you know, maybe an occasional social distance coffee or a social distance lunch or breakfast to keep tabs on a lot of, lot of your fans that way. Um, and then just personally, you know, just, just trying to stay active, you know, because you're on your computer sitting in these many, many Zoom chats. You got to get up and move around a little yeah. bit. So our two, our two wiener dogs, Lucy and Magic, may be in the best shape of any two wiener dogs in the country right now uh, with three walks per day, which means I'm getting three walks per day as well. That's awesome. That's a good thing. Hey, uh, you've become quite the social uh, social influencer there on TikTok. You care to speak to your, uh, your sweet dreams? Fans out there? Oh, God. I, I'm, as you guys know, I'm an idiot, and I will try anything. <laughs> and, and as you guys know, uh, another, another part of, of fun for us is our family cabin and and uh, we, we love spending as much time up there as we possibly can. Our, our cabin's been in our family for 106 years. My great-grandfather built the initial shell of the cabin up in a lake called Ten Mile Lake, 50 miles north of Brainerd. And so um, one of the things that we're super active with, um, we, we like to try, try, try to play golf as much as we can as a family or friends that are up there with us, but we also spend a ton of time on the lake. So I grew up as a young pup water skiing, which transitioned into wakeboarding, which sure. is now transitioned into our newest, latest, greatest, which is wake surfing. Wake surfing, right? Yeah, so, that seems to be a thing. Yeah, it's a big thing. And uh, we just have a blast with that. And it just doesn't beat you up like water skiing and wakeboarding do when you face plants and you, <laughs> and you wipe out. If you're only going 10 miles an hour behind a wake boat. If you fall, you just kind of sink. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were, we were beginning to close up the family cabin, and it's just when the uh, Fleetwood Max Dreams Challenge was taken off. And so I figured, you know, I probably got a week this done before it becomes super lame and everybody's sick to death of Dreams Challenge videos. So I had our, our son drive the boat and his girlfriend. Uh, she was our team photographer, and I put a bottle of the cranberry juice inside my life jacket. <laughs> And popped up on the surfboard, threw in the rope, and then uh, I surfed to the sweet sounds of uh, Fleetwood Mac Dreams, uh, which cut cut uh, cut on on all the social media channels. I think we're nearing like twenty thousand views, if I remember. Right yeah, no, it now. was it was crazy, man. And I could have swore I was uh, working out the other night, and I was looking up at the TV screen, and a TikTok commercial came on, and they were showing kind of all the different videos from around the country, the people doing this. I could have swore I saw your mug on there. What's funny was I've received uh, several, you know, just just kind of during the day, somebody just say, "Hey, uh, are you watching Channel Five right now?" I'm just like, "No way, what's up?" They're like, "You're on Channel Five on a surfboard. What are you doing?" Yeah. You know, or 
I think Channel 9, Channel 5, maybe a couple others. And so it definitely, definitely caught on a little bit. In fact, I ended up hearing from some news outlets just saying, wait a minute, you're not holding on to anything. You're not attached to anything. I said, I know, that's the beauty of, yeah. of wake surfing. I said, a rope pulls you up, then you throw the, the, the rope in, and you actually surf the wave. And they said, wait a minute, how does this work? So people did a lot of research to figure out how wake surfing actually works. But it was really fun. We had a good time with it. And we're always trying to think of what's the next thing we can do. I've always done a lot of like kind of fun, kind of goofy product endorsements while I'm on the surfboard or tried to, uh, I did a product endorsement for, I think, Suave Men's Body Lotion. So I washed my hair in the wave. Uh, so we're, we're always trying to think of like, what's next? And at the time the Dreams Challenge happened, I hadn't seen anybody do anything on water yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I figured now's my chance. But since then, I've seen a lot of people do stuff in water. Mm-hmm. That's great. Hey, going back to the Target Center on the 30th anniversary yeah. and all that good stuff, any um, any uh, memories, like one greatest event or anything that you'd like to share with the group? Oh, man. You know, you think about way back to when we first opened the building. I mean, you have concerts, Wolves games, Lynx games, you know, family shows, you know, just so many events. I think the ones that resonate most for me are the, the I always like the first, you know, the, the first time we made the playoffs and hosted a home game. And we got... You know, 20,000 people packed in, packed in Target Center to see Jesse Ventura uh, repel out of the ceiling uh, <laughs> and rip off his jacket and start talking trash to the Houston Rockets, which included uh, uh, Scotty Pippen and Charles Barkley and Clyde Drexler. And that was just so fun. That was one of my favorite memories. I think personally, as you guys know, I'm a big concert guy, a uh, big rock fan. So Metallica came in and broke all, all the attendance records for Target Center and most, most fans in. Now, Garth Brooks has obviously uh, broke that record since then. I, I thought that was special. Um, Raids Against the Machine was just, just an incredible show back when the RNC was going a number of years ago. Uh, U2, uh, that tour, those are always really fun. So, you know, for me, it's kind of hoops and hoops and all the concerts are, are my favorite mem- memories. And, That's good. And we've, we've seen a lot of them. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know how many shows I've seen at Target Center. It's a lot. You yeah. know, if it's a rock show, I'm probably there. That's awesome. Um, on a more serious note, you know, just about, what, 10 days ago now, uh, we lost a pioneer here in the market with Sid Hartman passing away. And, uh, you know, I know you, you were close with Sid in so many different ways with pictures and things like that. Any memorable moments with that you shared with uh, Sid as we, um, you know, say goodbye to a legend? Oh, man, and talk about a legend. That, that is for sure. I, I remember just as a young guy when I first got in, I uh, went with the Wolves, you know, I was 22 years old. And this is a guy that I read religiously as a young kid. I still do, I still did to this day until his unfortunate passing this past Sunday. And I would always, I always liked the paper on the, on the kitchen table with my bowl of cereal or mm-hmm. toast, whatever, so I could read Sid's column. I did that every day for all these years. Mm-hmm. So my first time you meet him, you're kind of like, oh, my God, that's Sid Hardman. So the very first time I met him, um, basketball trainer at the University of Minnesota for a number of years, a gentleman by the name of Roger Shipper, was the trainer for the college basketball team I played for while I was going to school, and he transitioned over to you. So myself and a couple of my teammates had an opportunity to go down and visit him after a gopher game. Well, here comes Sid, and I'm just like, oh, my God, that's Sid Hardman. This the first time I ever met him. He comes in, and, and he's just, just killing Roger, just saying, Roger, give me a scoop. I need something. What, what's the injury report on this guy or that guy? Roger's giving him a hard time. back. Sid, I'm not giving you nothing. You know, I, you'll, you'll screw it around the paper. You're going to get all the information wrong. You get nothing from me. So all the while, Sid has given him a hard time, and Roger giving him a hard time back. Sid had gone over to the training table, and there's this huge cotton or this huge stick, a cotton 
swab on the end of it. And while he's talking to us, this is used to dress cuts, like deep cuts in your knees and legs and arms and stuff. He's cleaning out his ears with this huge stick. <laughs> oh, God. And, I mean, we, we were just rolling. We are like, oh, my God, that's Sid Hartman. Just well, classic. Then, then as I got to know him working with the Timberwolves, a many, many a story. And one thing I always remembered is we really connected because um, – uh, he was he was so great with his son Chad and his grandkids and his eyes trying to treat them to different family shows and events and you guys were a big part of helping me with, with those ticket requests uh, through the course of time and would just do anything for his family so I get to know him a lot that way but the thing that was really fun was uh, obviously there's the statue out on a first and sixth there for a number of years Sid statue and I started having some fun with it uh, I started getting different media members different celebrities to take a photo with Sid like he's interviewing that celebrity. Well, one day I told Sid about this. He goes, what do you mean? What, do you mean? What, what, are you, what are you talking about, genius? You know, what are you talking about? Sid, Sid, come on with me. Let's go check it out. So Sid realized that I've been doing this for a while. So he started to want to take the picture with himself, interviewing himself as the statue. Oh, God. <laughs> so we just had the best time with that. And then so every time Sid saw me for oh, 15 years at least, hey, genius, have you taken any photos at the statue recently? He wanted, he'd want to know who it was, when it was, what what was said, what was the quote. We had a lot of fun with Sid with that stuff. That's awesome. Well, I can tell you over the past week, you know, that statue kind of, has become kind of a memorial. I've seen a number of people uh, walk by and take pictures with Sid, and uh, there's flowers and things like that around the statue, which I know will be there forever. Um, so uh, incredible man, great individual, I'm sure, and uh, he will certainly uh, be missed here in the market. Yeah, no question. I mean, just his tireless work ethic. I mean, you, know, you think about it, he was 100, and he is still yeah. going to the games and wanting to be at every event. And when Sid was at an event, it, you knew it was a happening, whether yeah. that's big Timberwolves game or Lynx game or uh, Final Four or World Series, whatever it was. When Sid was there, it was a happening. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty cool stuff, man. Well, you know, we, uh, we're trying to keep this uh, podcast short and sweet for people so they don't in get inundated by listening to us talk all day but just wanted to uh thank you for your time and appreciate you being our number one guest and as we become famous you become famous <laughs> is that how it works well i, I you, you, your your podcast then would make me famous because i'm certainly yeah. not famous but it, it certainly was uh was fun to be on with you guys and as we know we, we just spent a good amount of time yesterday inside the building starting to prep for return so Really excited, and it was really good to see you guys live in person here and uh, start planning for our return for, for, for games. Yeah, no, I think we're all super excited about that. And, you know, I I, I don't want to say the light is bright at the end of the tunnel, but it's certainly lit now, and you can start to see uh, uh, you can start to see the white. Oh, for sure. And like we, like we laughed about, you know, it seems so far. I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah let's, let's keep planning. Let's go through our Zoom chats. Let's put best practices on paper. And suddenly... Uh, Friday, the word comes through from the league that we're looking at Christmas Day, and I yeah. and I know you, uh, the three of us, exchanged some texts and just kind of like, holy smokes, here we go! It's yeah, happening. Got Sixty days to put this thing on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my palms are starting to sweat a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Well, Ewan, appreciate the time. Um, I'm sure we'll have you on again. Uh, you're always fun. I at some point would love to get into the Bobo story and your passion for Bigfoot, and maybe share w- w- with the with the, our listeners some of the other prominent people in the marketplace that kind of hold the same beliefs that you do. For sure. Let's do it. Happy to come on again and have a good rest of the day, fellas, and uh, good to be on with you guys. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, man. That was Jeff Munich, vice president of Fan Experience for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Great to have him on. And um, 
Hope you guys uh, out there enjoyed it as much as we do. Again, great guy to get to know. If you don't know him, uh, make sure you stop by and at least introduce yourself and say hi to him. I got to think most of the Twin Cities knows that yeah, man. Yeah, And quite honestly, if you don't know him, he's the type of guy that will approach you and introduce himself to you. So, uh, Very cool. Yeah. Hey, until next time, I'm J-E-F-F. And St. Eve, this has been Platform for Pontification. Thank <laughs> you.